This podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day nine of our North American LCS team by team preview podcast series. We have an interesting team to talk about today a team that rose from the ashes uh, of the team impulse spot, but they're here to bring the boom as they hope to show that they have players who are born to be a star. And they are just going to go with it as they try to make their way into a successful LCS split. So I am joined by none other than my good friend and fellow contributor at Slingshot Esports, Walter C. D. Spedchuk, to help break this all down. Walter, how are you doing, man? Well, I'd like to thank all the fans for for clicking on this uh, on this episode of the podcast. I know we aren't the most grown up uh, analysts, but I'm sure we can be your boys. Absolutely. We're going to talk about a game with a ton of pixels in it as well. If you can't tell, we've got a lot of puns coming your way because this is Phoenix One, the team that was bought out by Adam Sandler's movie producer, as well as a a few other guys involved. Uh, Charlie's going to be the coach. And Brandon Franco, a guy that I wrote an article about two years ago about how he is not a particularly trustworthy guy within the scene. It's going to be a very interesting management, but we're going to talk about the players today. And when we talk about the players, we have to look at what they kept from Impulse and what they got rid of. Pyrian, Mash, and Gate are all on their way back, but Pyrian is not going to be alone in the mid lane now. They picked up Slushy as their uh, new mid laner, obviously formerly of Team 8. Uh, they have Inori in the jungle, and Zig and Brandini, two North American solo queue talents, finally going to get their shot on an LCS stage. We don't exactly know who's going to be getting the most reps, but those guys will obviously be splitting time in that regard. Walter, when you saw this roster finally released after a lot of speculation, what was your first thought? Ah! <laughs> bunch of bench warmers oh my god i was so oh uh, god this was i i mean what did i expect from the guy who brought us paul blart mall cop uh what did i expect like come on um no this is a pretty mediocre roster this is actually a pretty horrendous roster if i'm looking at it the players that do have a, a shred of professional experience are Mash, Gate, Pyrian, and Slushy, and none of them have been successful in their careers at all. None of them have been even remotely successful. Gate's the most successful, and that's because he took over for Zhao Wei Zhao on the Team Impulse roster after he was banned for ELO boosting and he got into the playoffs. And 
he did okay on his ear, but now he's a support player. Zig, Brandini, Inori, they've all been around the challenger scene for at least two two years, basically, and none of them have ever made an LCS team before. None of them have ever really broken out in the challenger scene and been really good players. I, I don't know what you guys are looking to expect out of this roster because it just does not look very good. This is not some sort of phoenix that rose from the ashes. This is this is this is a pigeon. I, I at least I feel good about the fact that since they're such a new team, they're probably not going to have too many fans right away because any of them that would be a fan would have to have some help with anger management because. Unless these players are actually masters of disguise, this team looks like Joe Dirt. Almost got three puns in there at once. That was a stretch. <laughs> but I did my best. I, that's, and, and honestly, I, that's where I am with this team. I'd rather make puns than talk about them because nothing about this team is exciting. Zig and Brandini are guys that weren't good enough to remain consistently unchallenger teams. And Nori has bounced around time after time after time again. And there's a reason he hasn't come particularly close. None of these players are the kind of guys where you say, man, I can't wait to watch X player play. It's like, you know, we, we've talked before. You can have a team with some role guys involved that all help each other out and build towards something greater. But when you have role guys, you need someone who is the guy that they all help make better. You have to push one guy to be the star so the rest of them can fill the role instead of being the star themselves. Who is the star of this team? Who, If you were going to do a player to watch on this team, who would you pick? I have no idea. Walter, I'm going to ask you because we need a storyline to watch this split. Of all the players on this roster, which one can we get excited about? Well, the, the storylines to watch are, are really going to come down to who distances themselves as the starting mid and the starting top laner. Is this going to be a constant timeshare where we're going to see 50% of the games are going to be Zig, 50% are going to be Brandon, or 50% going to be Slushy, and 50% going to be Period? It'll be really interesting to see because if I was these players realizing that we're more than likely going to be relegated and we're more than likely going to be placed up at some point against the Cloud9 Challenger team, Use this as an audition for other teams going into spring and just try and play your best. That's mm -hmm. kind of what it's going to come down to. And for these newer players that haven't been on the LCS or even really the Challenger Series stage for a much period of time in Zig and Brandon and Inori, this is a chance to show your chops against the best the region has to offer and show whether or not you deserve to stay in the professional scene, essentially. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, honestly, you look at Zig and Brandini as two guys that have at least been thought to be promising talents in the past. You have to imagine that they're very excited to be on an LCS stage, and if they can put some good games together against some of the top laners here, which as a general rule, there are some weaker top laners in North America that they should be able to put together some solid games around. That's where my excitement for this team ends, though. I, I think that with Slushy, Piri, and Mash, and Gate, this is the do-or-die split for them. If they can't prove that they can be a good player at their position at an LCS level, we're not going to see them again. This is their chance to put together enough solid games to say, no, seriously, you should definitely still hire me. I can play at this level. And that, to me, is 
you know, one of those things that's going to be interesting to watch. So, Walter, that leads me to this question here. We always try to have some optimism on these podcasts. What do you think is the best case scenario for this Phoenix One team? The best case scenario is that some of these players actually turn out and they play pretty well. Slushy wasn't a terrible mid laner when he was on Team 8 before he left the team. He was decent. He had some style moments where he would, uh, you know, get some kills on Bjergsen and get some kills on some better top mid laners. And, uh, and yeah, he could actually play the game. Um, the best part about Zig, Brandon, and Inori, even though they have limited experience, honestly, on the challenger scene and it hasn't been very successful, is that there is a chance that they just break out. There is a chance that they're like Dardock, where Dardock didn't do a whole lot in the challenger scene. And then he sort of broke out going into the qualifiers for the challenger series and then once he got into the actual lcs he broke out there's a chance that a couple of these players do it mash and gate were they weren't the worst spot lane in the lcs last split but they were kind of consistent they kind of you know they farmed up there were some games where yeah mash looked like he might be able to carry the game gate looked comfortable at times at the support position so there is a chance that things break the right way they get zig and brandon brandon or inori to sort of break out sort of have some really successful games and that they you know hit that like seven spot and they you know they start sailing clear and now they have a whole bunch of money from this new investor where maybe they can make some more pickups in the offseason maybe they get a better coaching staff maybe they do any and all of these other things uh, but it, it really comes down to the best case scenario of a couple of these players really breaking out and having a really good season. Yeah, that's the hope, obviously, when you throw this many young guys together and enough, you know, veterans that have, you know, been there before and, and can hopefully bring some experience for those guys that something comes out of it. The difference here when you look at, you know, sure, Dardock didn't have a lot of amazing challenger experience in the past. But he also had Team Liquid infrastructure. Phoenix One does not have Team Liquid style infrastructure. Phoenix One has very questionable infrastructure around it, for lack of a of a more clean way to say it. I honestly am very concerned about this team. And when I look at the worst case scenario, it's that this team does not exist within six months. This is a team that screams relegation to me. And this is a team that I could very easily see get ousted by the top challenger team. We look at something like Cloud9's challenger team right now. You better believe that Phoenix 1 does not look nearly as good as that roster does at this point in time. If everything breaks the wrong way, Phoenix 1 is a brand that we might not hear from again. This could be one of those things where they have this investor and this Adam Sandler movie producer. And, you know, as much as we might make fun of the movies, he... At the very least, it's a Hollywood guy getting invested in the scene. This is usually a positive thing, but I think they're going to have a very quick wake-up call as to how hard it is to be successful in the scene. And with the guys that they have, it is very hard to imagine them matching up, especially in best-of-threes. There is no way to cheese out a best-of-three victory the way that they might have been able to save a few games in a best-of-one style. So I really do not have high hopes for this team. Walter, at the end of the day, all things considered, where do you see this team ending up? At the end of the day, I don't think this roster is very good. They were among one of the three worst teams in the LCS last split, and I don't think they had any major improvements in the offseason. I think they're the ninth or 10th place team. I think that's pretty fair. 
I think even if they have some sort of incredible explosion of talent from the three rookies, I don't think that's enough to get them into the playoff picture, and that might not even be able to get them out of the relegation picture. So I'm going to say 9 or 10. Yeah, I'm putting them at 10. I find it nearly impossible to see how this team is going to outperform any of the other rosters here. There's just not, you know, the veteran experience that they have are not good veteran players. They're players that have been below average at their position basically their entire careers. Maybe Pyrian takes a step up in his second split. Maybe you get lucky with Brandini or Zig panning out. But even then, it's very, very difficult for me to see this team winning enough best of threes to get out of that 10 spot. This is going to be a rough split. And honestly, you have to be thinking, if you're Phoenix 1, the regular season is not, let's see how good this team can be by the end of the split. It's let's develop these guys enough so that when relegation tournament rolls around, we hopefully keep our LCS spot. Because the last thing these guys want to do is invest a whole bunch of money buying an LCS spot and immediately get bounced back to the challenger scene and have to hope that they can claw their way back in. It's a rough way to go. But you know what? You never know. Perhaps everything breaks right for this team. They'll end up being bulletproof and we'll feel like this podcast was just the product of eight crazy nights gone horribly wrong. Who knows? But you'll definitely should let us know on social media if you believe that there's more hope for this team than we found. Uh, you can find me at Redshirt King on Twitter. Where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. You should definitely follow the podcast as well if you enjoyed this. Uh, we have been doing these team-by-team previews now for nine days. In North America, we did Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, Counterlogic Gaming, Team Liquid, Apex Gaming, Team Envious, and obviously Phoenix won today. And in Europe, we've been doing the exact same thing. Schalke, H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love, Team Vitality, Splice, Origin, and today we took a look at Giants Gaming. So definitely check all of those out. Uh, you should definitely also subscribe uh, on either soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts or on iTunes on the podcast section there. It'll make sure you get all of our future episodes as well as helping out our algorithms there. So we really do appreciate it. But come back tomorrow for our last day of this preview series where we'll see if a team that is no longer a simple solo mid team can rise to the occasion and reclaim their former glory. So until next time, goodbye, Internet.